Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the JT and Looney Podcast. Episode 186. Here are our picks against the spread. All right, we start off where the Giants, I think there were 18-point underdogs and got walloped in Dallas. (laughs) I saw the Giants two weeks ago in Vegas. They could barely snap the ball. Giants at Washington. Line opens up Washington minus eight. Sharp money on the commanders. We're going to play it at nine and a half. Giants have nothing to play for other than a draft pick. Commanders have two coaches in Jack Del Rio, a coordinator, and Ron Rivera that would like to keep their job. They decided to go down with Sam Howells, the new popular choice. For yes, and, and people, quarterback experts love him. Yeah, he's going to be a new franchise quarterback. That's like saying James Harden's going to work with the Clippers. Good <laughs> Very good. Here's a rumor I hear whispered in hushed tones. Okay. Almost a lock. Bill Belichick to the commanders as GM head coach like Vince Lombardi went from the Packers all the way to the Redskins when we were allowed to say that. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the landing spot for Belichick when he and Mr. Kraft give a hug it out and say it was great. We're going to retire your number. You're going into the Patriots Hall of Fame. I think the Giants are going to cover this game because it's a NFC division brouhaha. I got Washington winning the game 28-21. Washington wins, but they don't cover the spread. And you're always supposed to take the points when it's a divisional game with more than a touchdown, right? Yeah, take the points. The Giants aren't going to get beat like they did last week. Your your friend Stephen A. Smith says the Giants shouldn't be allowed on television. And, uh, yes, definitely take the Giants and the points. Game that confuses me, in your backyard, La La Land, the Rams who play in front of limited fans unless Seattle comes to town. Seattle's in town, so it is a Rams home game. Line opened up initially, Seattle minus two and a half. It was now played down to minus one or a pick So we'll play at Seattle, a road favorite, minus one. Every time I turn on Geno Smith, he's playing well. Every time I see the drafts they had, they're playing well. Stafford's thumb getting better. Some of the receivers coming back here. Home game with the Rams, usually you get three for playing at home. They're not getting three for playing at home. I like Seattle fighting for their lives in the NFC. They're not going to catch the Niners. The Niners are going to win the division. Pete Carroll can see and smell the wild card. I have Seattle on the road against the Rams, 24-21. Seattle outright on the road. Well, the smart pick here is the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And every once in a while you get, yeah, it's just really, it's unbelievable. They play a great game once every three games. And uh, they, they look incredible. They have fun receivers. They have a quarterback who can get those receivers the ball once every three games. That's too many, that's too many chances to take with a well-rounded, well-coached Seattle team that doesn't isn't up and down like the Rams. They'll have a great home field advantage. The Rams never have a home field advantage unless they play the Cardinals because the Cardinals have no fans. Other than that, it's always a home field advantage for whomever the Rams are playing dirty secret. And take the Seahawks and give away the points to the Rams. Oh, and before we get to Bills, Jets, JT, Buffalo Bills team of my youth torturing me week in and week out, we have to mention our sponsor, Bet Online. It remains your top spot for all live betting action and contests, especially the National Football League, which JT and I love waxing loquaciously about. But you also have college football, UFC, boxing, the sweet science, NHL, all in full swing. Bet online, your number one source for 
all the hoops betting action as well. God, did my Lakers look good last night. Oh, my God. We're going to the finals. When I say we, it's not the mouse in my pocket and I. I'm talking about my Los Angeles Lakers. But it's not about me or my Lakers right now. It's about bet online. Every sport is available at your fingertips. Head to bet online. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. If you haven't signed up yet, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. You'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go there now, bet online, where the game starts. We could have did this whole podcast oh on Buffalo, but I did I know. a live stream on the Bills the other night. And this, to me, watching that loss to Denver, and too many men on the field, and Josh Allen, who all of a sudden has forgot how to play football, something you said Ugh. about Wilson. Now Russell Wilson. Oh, I said it about Joe Flacco, is what yeah. I said. It's called Joe Flacco syndrome. Yes. We're getting on a play. So the Jets, I Ugh. saw Vegas Sunday night. They were god-awful, but their defense is really good. Brutal. I yeah. mean, their defense is good. Zach Wilson and this Robert Sala is going to go down in flames. He keeps backing Zach Wilson. Stop. Stop. What a <laughs> string guy. He's going to lose his job as a head coach because he's sticking by Zach Wilson. So Buffalo was humiliated at home. The line opened up Buffalo at home against the Jets minus six. It's teetering at seven. It is. It's at seven right now. In Vegas. I think Buffalo – Almost has to run the table. They're five and five. Okay, they're five and five. They they got to win pretty much all day. They got one more loss that they can have, and their schedule is brutal. This is not a tough game. Historically, Buffalo's ready for this. I think this is a bounce back game. Everybody's selling Buffalo. I think Buffalo destroys the Jets, and the Jets have a good defense. That's why this is a risky pick. I got Buffalo 28, Jets 14. Buffalo's back. They're back on track. Bills win outright, and they cover the spread. Love the team of my youth. It always tortures me, but they're incredibly. One thing that they're consistent with this year is they're consistently inconsistent. And week after week, they are who they are, as Bill Parcells would say. And you look at the score, and that's who the, who you are. And so they're playing like a 500 team. Oh, look at their record. Yeah, I'd say take the Jets and the points based on how the Bills have been playing. The Jets have been playing Bets have been playing over their head. Bills have been underachieving. Uh, put the recency bias or the emotion or the vindictiveness of, of being humiliated on national TV, and they'd have one less day of rest in a cold, cold day in Buffalo. It's going to be the Jets covering, at, le- at the very least, against the Bills. And one more, we're going to throw in a bonus right. pick. As a handicap, per se, right before they go to jail. Uh, <laughs> we're going to give you one more for free, but here's our 800 number, our 900 number. Please, please, we're going to get you on the phone. We're going to get you to call, say it's for free, but then we're going to get your phone number. because Your number is going to pop up. Right. We'll call you at 2 in the morning. And we have an 85% winning record. Yeah, and we're going to call you at 3 in the morning, and your wife's going to say, who's that on the phone? You're going to have to say it's my bookie. It's my handicapper, and she's going to divorce you, all because you wanted to gamble on sports. This one's tough. It's the game of the year. It's the rematch of the Super Bowl. It's on Monday, November 20th, Philadelphia at Kansas City. How about this? Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC. I still think Kansas City clearly the best in the AFC. Uh, this is a tough one. Line opened up Kansas City minus two and a half. It's pretty much there. I work off the Superbook here in Vegas. We'll play it. Kansas City minus two and a half, total 45 and a half. Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts hasn't had that moment yet this year. That he hasn't. Thing, you know, and Mahomes has had a million of those. Not not only, you know, one or two this year, but he always has it. 
This is a big game for Kansas City, and I think it's a statement game for Philadelphia. Philadelphia is highly more motivated because this is a team they lost to in the Super Bowl. I think playing outdoors, Philly's not going to have a problem with it. They're an outdoor cold-weather team. It's just starting to get a little bit cold. I'm going to go Philadelphia. This is my upset special. Wow. The team I despise, the team I root against, the dirty, stinking, green, drunk birds. Eagles 26, Kansas City 24, Eagles outright with the upset special. As I take a look at NFLweather.com, it looks like we're going to have a cool night with a chance of rain, 47 degrees. So that's really going to be some nice football playing weather unless it rains. And that will, so so the weather won't affect either team. Everyone will stay cool and energized because it'll be right around 50 degrees at game time. And the all the Eagles do is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. That's all the Eagles do. So, and so the Chiefs, uh, oh, it's, and it's the Eagles are getting two and a half points. And all they're doing, they're just lost one game this year. And they've been consistently consistent, winning and playing well and playing solid football. The Chiefs, not as bad as the Bills, obviously, with a 7-2 record being consistently inconsistent. But they play. This could be a really bad game because it's really weird. The Chiefs have been playing great on defense, inconsistent on offense. Take the Eagles and the points. They're too good. An 8-1 and team getting points. Take it. Uh, we haven't talked in a, a little over a week because we're both busy. Yes, isn't that great? It is good. It's good. And not great that we haven't talked, but great that we're so busy. Well, you had family in town. I have friends in town. I normally have. I have a lot of friends in town visiting who well, are using my home as a hostel. Yeah. Which <laughs> the hotel room rates before the weekend. Mid-week. That, that happens when you live in Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Yeah. If, if we lived in Boise. Uh, we wouldn't miss any podcasts because we had company. <laughs> I've always shared that with everyone. I lived in San Diego. I lived in Los Angeles, combined roughly 20 years and lived in Las Vegas a long time. And, I, and when people come and visit you, most of my family's from back east, mm-hmm. New York. When they come visiting California, it has to be a vacation. They have to plan it. They have to get tickets in advance. Right. They have to look online, get out their credit card, block dates, and then call Disneyland or look online and get hotel rooms. And what days are they going from Santa Monica to Malibu to San Diego? In Vegas, people literally call you in the afternoon and say, I'm there in an hour. We're going to be there for 48 hours. Is there a chance we can get together? Which I like because this is an adult playground. So if you don't hold everyone's hand and pick them up at the They end, got stuff to do. They're busy. Yep. And they're busy, and they might they might not even have time for you if you live here. So right. that's what's great about this thing for you in California. When cousins come in and all that, you really got to lock down. Yeah, I did lock down. I did a lot of things that I wouldn't normally do. Uh, a big dinner at a, at a restaurant on a Monday night. Although because I work weekends now, anchoring the news, big hotshot news guy, and different things, going out to a to a. Uh, to a restaurant on a weeknight isn't that odd, but I did stuff I wouldn't normally do. Went to Universal Studios. I did play frisbee golf, which I've never played. Have you ever played frisbee golf? I, I would like to. I you would. would. Oh, you would enjoy it. You would enjoy it. It's very social and fun. You get good exercise. Went to the JPL Laboratories. My what? cousin's uh, nephew works at JPL, and so got a tour from a mechanical engineer who works there, and so he knew he was a real nerd about everything. So. And got to see you know the where they practice driving the Mars rover, and it got up 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 this close. I mean, they're not, it's they're what is I guess they're not doing secret stuff because uh you know they didn't have a lot of high security. You wouldn't be there for the secret stuff. I don't think. 
you, you don't keep secrets well. I don't think you do. <laughs> but it's really cool. I did not know that. I mean, I know JPL had all the hot shots. And when we land stuff on Mars, they all go straight there. And it's only three miles from my house. But they, they are the number one company in the world when it comes to unmanned space projects. A lot of smarty pants there. It was kind of cool. Speaking of space, uh, at the last Raider game, it was salute to service Sunday night football. They beat the right. Jets. In one of the worst football games ever played, but we can say that about 30 games this year. Oh, since yeah. Helmets, since Leather Helmets, we've had 30 of the worst games ever played in NFL history in 2023. But before the game, they did the salute to service military. Remember, it's a domed stadium, so the flyover doesn't work really good in Vegas. because Right. It's a, but they had all the flags of the military out there, and so it was a Veterans Day field. So I'm looking down from my club seats, and there's the Marine flag. And I'm like, wow, that's beautiful flag and then the navy flag that has a go old look back at like the 1800s with navy ships right and then the air force and then i looked towards the right end zone and there it was space force got to give him credit he got it through space force, <laughs> space force is real he space got it force. through one of the things he doesn't get credit for he pushed it through you had the space force and that's i guess a military you know avenue in our government here and it stuck no one said wait a second he just got thrown out he's not he's, he's not president anymore let's take down the space force give him credit he kept it in there but also you know that could have turned things around with uh taking credit for the vaccine that yeah. the uh, operation whatever it was that got the vaccine done so quickly operation warp speed but then, you know, uh, he doesn't want to see you know, then the people that liked him didn't like the vaccine and he gets caught up. on. OK, do I talk to the people that like me or do I talk to the rest of everybody else? And so there were yeah, there was some missteps there where he could have been normal <laughs> and just stayed there for eight years. He could have credit like Gavin Newsom for cleaning up san francisco now that empress she is in town and we're able to do that right. now we don't have to clean it up we don't have to clean it up until the president the head of china you know, the head of america come together and all of a sudden syringes and poop and everything is off the streets of san francisco and it looks like an 80s movie 90s movie again. that happened in my neighborhood you know because i love to uh, run up and down uh the river and there was a lot of homeless people living on the river and it went from hundreds down to like three when there was a recall election it was all of a sudden they have they found micro houses and they build all, they all these these really good, really good programs or well, they were good in the way they got people off the streets. Anyway, I don't know if they're good programs, but people, I guess it's just human nature. Your back has to be up against the wall before you get your homework done. I think we know two people like that. <laughs> the Sean Watson season is over. Uh, we don't make fun of injuries. We never have. If someone gets hurt playing football, that sucks. Yeah. we don't mock him. Uh, shoulder injury actually played through the pain. They came off an amazing win. They just had a big win. and He gone. looked like he was finally playing like the Deshaun Watson that played for the Houston Texans, and then that happens. Yeah, well, let's re recall why Deshaun Watson got the contract he initially got. He went, was unbelievable at Clemson. He went to Houston. At Houston, he did things that C.J. Stroud is doing this year. Yeah. What Patrick Mahomes couldn't yep. do. What Patrick Mahomes was sitting behind Alex Smith. So Deshaun Watson was a great player. I had him in the elite category. You know, now we have categories, producers. Yes. Producers on cable come channel. up with lists. Yeah. We're all, we've all turned into USA Today. Yeah, when the car service picks up the host, the car service driver says, how's your list? Uh, <laughs> have your yes. list ready. And Deshaun Watson, I had him in the elite category after two or three years. because He's just too big. He's big and strong. He's what Lamar Jackson is 
Mm-hmm. But I thought better athletically because he's just bigger and stronger. It turns out he's no Lamar Jackson. So when Jimmy Haslam, that scoundrel owner who's had a checkered pass to the Cleveland Browns, decided to go all in for $240 million guaranteed, there was all those rumors about the massage therapist and what right. was happening with 20-plus of them. And he still went through with it. They got the deal done. He's been damaged goods. I think there were going to be a lock and maybe still to the playoffs this year, but probably not now because they're going to go uh, with backup quarterbacks. But he's going to get his shoulder pretty much redone. It's a big shoulder injury. If he took another hit, they said his shoulder could have cracked Jeez. and his career would have been over. So I'm not saying wish him well or not. The injury is pretty severe here, but the guy made his bed and he's not well-liked. And he had a press conference this morning and the Wolves are at the door, a term I use a lot. And it's the greatest contract for a player in sports history. And owners realize that and they won't do a contract like that again. Well, it's, it's one of the ways as well that the Internet has turned the entire world into high school work where, and stuff that's none of our business. And we all comment on it, although we wouldn't have jobs if it wasn't for that. But especially when it comes to how much people are making, people get really upset. And really uh, mean girls and nosy neighbors about how much money people are making. And I don't I never cared how much money people were making. Sometimes I usually find out when there's a scandal, some doesn't play well when the Lakers got bad. And then everyone said, well, Kobe's making 70 million dollars for two years. I wouldn't have known that, except everyone kept repeating it, blaming Kobe because the Laker management didn't give him good teammates. But over the years, I've never cared how much people made. I think more his personal behavior is, is, is fair game and not playing well on the field is fair game. But how much he makes, how much anybody makes isn't uh, really any of our business. Well, I was the highest paid overnight radio sports radio host of all time. Not that is true. <laughs> but for sports. And I know that to be a fact because I know I know no one would be stupid enough to pay that type of money again. Right. Oh, yeah. We were, we, we I, kinda... I know. I know that, that my record will be safe in that category. And it's also great when you have a mentor of yours who's one of your best friends and he decides to give you your last contract and bumps it up even more. Uh, with a wink wink but look no one should know what anybody makes the people who do that it happens in movies i always remember there was a big number it was 20 million tom hanks george clooney they got to 20 leonardo DiCaprio got to 20 and now that the actor strikes over i don't think you're gonna see 20 million again who's left to make 20 million who i mean taylor swift well movie stars come along i know they said that when Cary grant stopped getting roles but people eventually come along they said that you know when when peyton manning uh retire where are the good quarterbacks gonna come and then they just keep coming movie stars will as well but what happens is the new ones come along and so their first few contracts are lower i mean that also is what happened to us in sports talk radio fire those two and hire four people and uh who are younger and pay them less and it's happened channel four in los angeles they fired all the famous people who had been there for 20 or 30 years and now there's perfectly qualified, much younger people that you've never heard of all doing reports on channel four news. And so that's kind of, kind of the current zeitgeist where the CEO, and, that, and that's kind of the pushback too, that's going on all over the country, no matter where people are working that, uh, okay, how about the C- CEO gets 30 less million and the rest of us get a little more. And that's, and so they'll find those CEOs will find ways to uh, to get around hiring Tom Cruise, and look, you can you can have a, you can have a oh. successful movie without Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, and this podcast has delivered sports radio nuggets <laughs> for people who pay attention. Right, 
Hamilton and because these consultants are ridiculously bad. They've never cracked a microphone. Most of them, most of them who are consultants in sports radio are a joke. They've never done anything. They've never been on the radio. They've never understood what it was like to do four hours and get, get topics. Yes. They have no idea, but I will tell you now in, in our industry, you have some really big names. Pat McAfee's the biggest and congratulations to him. Stephen A doesn't do a sports radio show anymore. He does a podcast, which is a radio show. It is. And he does it that way. He makes millions upon millions. But as I always said, when it comes to the cycle of money, Jim Rome, who I was talking about the other day with a mutual friend, Jim Rome built the model for money. Okay. This is, if you you take this part of the podcast and just steal it from us and put it out there and give us no credit. uh, Jim Rome was the guy who built the financial model. Jim Rome got to the point where he started on radio and was in San Diego, and then he got syndicated. He hit the wave. He got on the wave at the tsunami time, and he rode a 30-year wave, probably 20 years of 30 years of wave, where he was making millions upon millions of dollars, and now there's really no one left doing that. There's a couple of people, Colin, Dan Patrick, McAfee, in local markets, but we came up in a time where guys locally, Mike North was the first sports talk radio host in a market to make a million dollars, right? A Mike and the mad dog, the Kings of all of that. And then in big markets from Dallas to Boston, people have made money, but what people are forgetting now is now we're in the stupid era of sports radio where people believe put more people on the radio. Let's have six people on a show. Let's Oh, I know. Let's have five people talking at the same time. Let's have the real famous host that everybody Mm -hmm. knows, but getting interrupted by a bunch of other people who have nicknames, And what that does is it drives the price of sports radio down for guys who want to get in in their 20s and 30s and make a name because they're never going to be, most likely never, with a capital N, McAfee, Colin, or Dan Patrick, or Jim Rome, and some of these other guys in the prime of their career. They just think, hey, if I can get six people to talk at the same time and one of them to have a crew crew cut and the other one to be a punching bag and have a stupid nickname, it's going (laughs) to rise the price. It's going to rise the price. It's not. It's driving down the price, but doesn't affect me. I know what I got and you got, but I'm just saying that's a little nugget that the consultants don't give you when they have their get together. And I'm looking for the guy's name who, uh, because there's a guy who's come up and I know you'll be all over it. You're, 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 you're amazing with pop culture and he came through sports and I missed him. Graham Bensinger. Oh, I love Graham. Yeah. Yeah. He he seems very good. He pops up, you know, it's amazing. Your algorithm figures out what you like. Sometimes that's scary. And Graham Bensinger, who's who's like the new Charlie Rose, he comes up in my internet feed, and he'll be interviewing Bill Belichick one day and a Secretary of State another day, Michelle Obama on one day, and and I had to Google and Wiki, and he, it, of course, I was never an ESPNophile like everybody else, uh, and that was one way that I he he was outside of my loop. Yeah, I but, know about him. He I was he was a guy who reached out to me when he was a kid. Wow. He reached out to me when he was a kid. Wow. And I returned the call and we got a chance to talk and then we bumped into each other at Super Bowls. And whenever I see him, I, I definitely give him a lot of credit and Incredible. congratulate him because you know, he gets big names like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. It's and- unbelievable. Every time I every time I look up on Instagram, he's talking to a mega, 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 mega star. Yeah, I don't get any credit for Matthew Berry who knocked on my window or window at Fox Sports Radio. Oh, really? Knocked on the window and waved and we brought him in and he's done very well with wow. fans and sports and he's on NBC, but I remember that. Look, 
This is, we're a couple of days removed from the 15-year anniversary of Andrew Ashwood, who had played a big role in both of our lives. Yes. Uh, this whole room that I'm in right now and this whole house that I'm in and my lifestyle and everything comes through Andrew Ashwood. He was my mentor. I wrote the book, The Handoff, on the life lessons that he gave to me while he was dying of terminal cancer. And he's by far, I got two mentors in my life. My dad was always my dad. He's always my mentor. And Andrew was my media mentor. And I've had a few since, but Andrew's at the top of the list. And what Andrew always said, because he did it with me, and it was an example. He reached out to me in the middle of the night as I was on a radio show in Vegas doing midnight to 5 a.m., sent me his playbook, said, read it and call me back. And he wanted to mentor me. He heard something in the middle of the night on the radio that got his attention. He knew I was raw. He knew I was new. He found out about my story, and he brought me in. And I've had the opportunity to do that to a number of people, not a lot, but a few. And I love that about our industry. You know, I can get a little bit bitter about the industry because I think there's a lot of false flags and fake program directors and people that don't know shit. And they're out there telling you what they know. They don't know anything. But Andrew was unique because he was an FM, FM rock jock named BJ Hunter. He went into sports radio programming, moved all over the country, which is a really important point I want to make. Really important. He moved all over the country from Orlando, San Antonio, Phoenix, got the dream job as vice president of Fox Sports Radio because he had a journey. And a lot of kids now getting in our business are not going to go on that journey because of this camera right in front of me. Right. Zoom. They're not going to have to leave their bedroom. They're not going to have to leave. They're not going to have to go to a studio every day, and they're not going to have to travel from city to city to city to find a job because in our business, that's over. If you get fired in San Francisco or fired in Detroit or fired in Dallas or just your contract wasn't renewed, no one's going to pay to move you to Boston. No one's paying to move you to Roanoke, Virginia. No one's paying you to call. Oh, you just got let go and you had ratings in San Diego. Oh, man, we're going to move you to Chicago. We're going to help you have money to buy a townhouse and a house, and we're going to put you on the radio in our studio doesn't happen anymore it's over and it's amazing that it ended in 2000 a lot of it had to do with covid it did yep. it's incredible that it's over so don't believe the false flags do what a lot of people are doing like we're doing now make content from your home and try to deliver good content well right and don't always worry even about the doomsayers as we say dooms doomsday things here because do what you want to do and uh, because I always say the world isn't as competitive as people say it is because people don't have the guts to move like you were just talking about with that. People don't have the guts to get up and move that far away from mommy. And if, if people it's not it's not as hard as people say it is to, to go to L.A. and get in radio and TV or movies because most people don't have the guts to get in a car and drive to L.A. and find a new place and know nobody. And so whatever competitive industry you want to go into, it's not as competitive as people say it is. There was one guy that called me up for advice who was a friend of somebody who had been an intern who liked us and uh, said he told the kid I would help him out. So he had gone to Syracuse. He was he was really doing a great job as a sports anchor in West Virginia or something. And oh, wait a second. I got to interrupt. That means yeah. if you went to Syracuse, he went to that class where they tell they lie to everyone and say, you're in Syracuse. You're in communications. You have to say the same lie. It's like a fraternal order. They right. take an oath. They prick their uh, finger and put blood on an oath and say, you got to tell everyone if you went to Syracuse, 
It's true. Yes. Up with the radio when you went to bed. And you <laughs> famous play-by-play voice, and that was your dream in life. You have to have that oath. I went to Geneseo, uh, but if you went to Syracuse, I wasn't right. good enough to get in. You'd have to have that oath. Continue, please. And uh, he, he said, uh, and I said, well, what are your goals? What do you want to do? He says, well, I just I, I want to be a I want to be a local or a national TV sports anchor like everyone else. I said, what do you mean like everyone else? I'm I, I'm I'm sitting here in L.A. traffic. I'm looking at a million people. No one wants to be on television. So he just thought his his little world was the world. Don't 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 mix up your little world with the world. If if everybody around you wants to do what you want to do, it doesn't mean everyone wants to do what you want to do. Yeah, you know, I speak in front of a lot of schools, and my wife books me for that. And in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, career day, I get a chance to do this from time to time. It's very humble, but you know, I don't drop profanity. I don't do right. it in an DC shirt, you know, I don't do it having a, a, a latte, you know, I do it a little bit more buttoned <laughs> Well, up. we both we both have the, the switch and that switch is not swearing in our parents house. So I, you know, I was I couldn't swear in my mother's house. So I do. And then I went into a profession where we couldn't swear. Oh, so I do to, have the switch. You need to come out here and speak to my sons. You, you need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're at a very high testosterone age right now. <laughs> well, when we get to our picks, which everybody awaits, we put our picks on the back end here so we yeah. can get people on the algorithm, people to stay until we give our award-winning picks. Uh, you know, the part of our master class in sports radio, a lot of people say this isn't about me. Of course this is about me. This is my podcast with Tom Lutheran. <laughs> oh, you think you're listening to and watching? This is about me. If I had it to do it all over again, I'd do it the way I did it. And I'm proud of that because I was oh, a too. Yeah. stockbroker who won the smack off, won a contest. It was a one in a million, even though there was probably about one in 20 of us in the contest. But it felt like one in a million. And when I won that contest, I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. Stay with stockbroking or real estate. I was morphing into real estate, commercial real estate during the crash which was another story. And I decided to give it all up to get in my car and to leave my nest of friends and everybody in San Diego to get a radio show Sunday nights in Pasadena and drive all the way back to make it for the open in the morning for the stock market, neither here nor there. But when I packed up my car to move to Vegas, I went from making six figures to 25,000 and then got them up to 27,500 and started from that era I would do it again in a minute because I had to get in my car. I had to take a chance. I had to put my balls on the line. And then once I got there in the position of being a sports talk host, I had an unfair advantage over everyone. And it wasn't my talent. It had nothing to do with my talent because I didn't have any back then. <laughs> the talent that I had was I was much more comfortable putting my balls on the line and doing this compared to most people who were scared to death to do that right once i got in the seat and the microphone i said oh my god this is a business look at all the guys running around with hats on backwards and khaki pants and 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 khaki shorts and wanting to go to the games i said i don't want to get games i'll go to a fight or two i want to work i want to pick up extra shifts i want to do double shifts a day and then boom things open up so if you don't work if you don't travel if you don't pack your car up at some point say goodbye to mommy and daddy or your friends and say i'm going to take a chance Good luck, because I don't know any other way on how to do it. And one of the things you mentioned is there's certain romance. So I'm working Thanksgiving Day, and there's different holidays we've worked, sometimes because we chose or sometimes not. 
and, and the, but there's always been a romance. When I when I grew up as a little boy, and I wanted to work at the Big Weenie, W E N Y Elmira. It was a great radio station in, our, in Elmira, and and a lot of guys who went to Ithaca, not Syracuse, would come down the street, and we had great radio personalities, and it was full service radio, national news at the top, and local news at the bottom, and and top forty music in between, weather at fifteen and forty five, sports at twenty. The, the disc jockey did the weather and the sports and the the music. And, and, uh, and talked about local stuff. And I always wanted to work there. And the first day I worked there was Christmas morning. That was my first day. I got to do morning drive on Christmas morning. And so I have a romance of doing uh, radio on holidays. And I'll be doing it this Thanksgiving and the day after. And, I, and I'm, I'm excited about it because I'll, I'll get Christmas dinner and afterwards. But, but they also, you have to be willing to do those kind of things. It's fun. And, and, you know, my birthday's Thanksgiving. No one remembers. Other than my mom and dad and my wife. Just eating and celebrating Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's always been lots of other things going on on your birthday. Yeah, and the day afterwards, I'm doing a fill-in shift. It's amazing that I fill in for people. I think I'm better than everybody, and I fill in for people. I remember I, the days where you said you would never do that. I was a, that's another podcast. I'll never, <laughs> never fill in for anybody. But, you know, I'm just a sports talk radio bartender now. I do, I do happy hour. I do early evenings. I do late nights. I do mornings. You know, whenever they call me in, they in the mornings they want to serve mimosas. I'll do that. And yeah. at night they want to do shots. But again, that's what I'm doing as newsboy. I'm, I'm a bartender. It's a great way to look at it. Out of your Elmira drops, even getting on NBC with Benny and the Panther. <laughs> no. This year, lots of Elmira drops lately. A lot of Elmira drops, but everybody just remember: work hard, take chances. And the last part before we get to our picks. This all came down to my mom and dad, who, when I left, they were sad that I left. And I was on the verge of, I was on the verge of a bankruptcy. I had money, but I was on the verge of having to throw in the towel on California. I was done with stock brokering. The real mm. estate that I was in was looking really drastic. If I didn't win that smack off, win it. Coming in second, I never meet you like I'm in second. Repeat that. I don't meet, I don't meet anybody out west. Why do you there. always say that if you didn't win it? Because I, I, I never would have went into radio. Never. Now, if I didn't win that thing, which I had the intention of winning, but it wasn't a big deal. We weren't going to get a radio show if we won. We're going to get we're going to get anything. Right. We <laughs> phone line that was cut off on a month after winning it. But the issue becomes if you don't take a chance, you're going to have everyone who's watching this or listening to it. If you're in your teens and twenties, and even if you're in your thirties and forties, but most likely in your teens and twenties. There's going to be a major door that opens in your life that you're not going to be aware of at the time. Okay, the door is going to open. It's most likely going to happen because you get fired or you get rejected. And when that door closes, another one will open and you have to bash that door in. Yep. You have to bash it in. And for me, it was the first door that opened, which is kind of a miracle. But for others, it might be the sixth door or the seventh door. But keep going through the door because on the other side, there's going to be something great that awaits you. But a lot of people don't want to walk through that door because they lose the security. My dad could have said to me at the time, even though I was in my mid-20s, look, it's not working. Come on home. I got you. We'll find you another job. We'll do something. You can be an accountant like I am. You can go back to stockbrokering. You got a lot of friends. You can be a furniture salesman, whatever it's going to be. No. My dad let me stay out there. Let me... You know, that didn't say let me fail, but watch me as I was uh -huh. kind of kind of failing. And then imagine my dad when he gets the phone call from me and I'm saying, hey, uh, by the way, this might sound crazy, but not stock brokering where I made six figures and had a Porsche, not real estate where I had 
at one point, 25 to 30 million in listings. Listings that didn't sell because the market was crashing. And I tell my dad, I want to get in sports radio. He never heard me call into radio shows. He didn't know wow. my passion to that. He could have right said, what are you, out of your mind? No, no, you're not going to. You've been doing wild stuff out west trying to take chances. No, I don't support this. Uh, come on back. But he said, no, if you feel good about it, I got your back. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I, I was I was lucky enough, too, to have a mother who was a white light like that. Mm-hmm said go for it that was her that was one of her favorite terms go for it and uh and so it really is important because you do see a lot of people a lot of memes about people bitter about who didn't support them and i can't relate to those memes i didn't have someone saying you can't do it and i feel bad for people who did one quick note about that i just texted you someone's name i don't want to say it uh but you know this a famous sourpuss who was uh gonna be gonna be offered uh, morning drive anchoring updates at Extra Sports 1150 over me. There were two choices, him, because he had been around, and me. And they called him up at home, and they wanted to come in, wanted him to come in for a meeting. Come to come into the, and he didn't go because he thought he was getting fired. <laughs> so he didn't show up. He was going to be offered morning drive updates. And so then, you know, and it was back during the salad days where it was, you should see the contract I got. And so they called me up. He didn't show up for the meeting. So they called me up. And so sometimes, so have a positive attitude also is what's very important because I, I, a guy with a negative attitude who thought he was getting, going to get fired, was going to be offered morning drive. He didn't show up for the meeting and I got the job. I'm going to formula one in May. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. The roar of the, the roar of the engines. You know, I grew up with an earshot of Watkins Glen. You know, you've heard all my Watkins Glen stories. First, it was a Formula One track before it was a NASCAR track. And just the sound of the engines alone uh, is, is a lot of fun for guys. Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. <clears throat> Thank you for making it all the way through. You win the Jerry Coleman Award. Used to be called the Michael Ryan Award. I haven't talked to Michael Ryan. He's an author, former editor of the Arizona Republic, former 607 gangster. That's how I know him. Thank you for listening to the JT and Looney podcast, powered by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.